construction contracts are complicated. So today we're going to break down a specific contract provision. I'll give you some examples and some suggestions on how to deal with it. Make sure to check out our completely new and free service called contractdetective.com. You can scan and upload your contract and it will send you an email with some of the contract provisions that it finds and some links to videos on how to deal with those provisions. I hope you like the service and I hope you enjoy the show. Hello everybody, this is Alex Barthet with the Lean Zone podcast. Today, we're gonna to talk about three easy ways to increase your bonding capacity. And we have the utmost preeminent expert in the field, Jonathan Bursevich with Alter Surety. How are you doing, Jonathan? I'm doing extremely well. How about yourself, Alex? Well, getting over a cold, so people that are probably listening can think that it's a, maybe someone else. No, it's actually Alex Barthet getting over a cold. But other than that, happy to be here. So, Jonathan, tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been in the industry, what you and Alter Surety do. Absolutely. So, Alter Surety Group is a surety bond-only agency. We represent contractors of all trades and sizes, so from general contractors and developers uh, to subcontractors and trade contractors. Uh, we represent 40 different insurance companies, so from some of the biggest names that you may be familiar with, the Travelers, Liberty Mutual, CNAs, uh, to smaller guys who are more efficient uh, in helping startup contractors. And I've been with Alter Surety Group since I graduated from college in 2014. Uh, so a little over eight years now directly in the surety bond only agency and business and um, you know have been able and fortunate to watch a you know huge rise in construction um, and you know floating economy in that time as well so it's been a great eight years learned a lot and excited obviously for the opportunity to be on the podcast with you so most people think that getting more bonding capacity uh is only done by just having more money in the bank, more equity, right? Because that's the normal equation, right? For for me to get a bond, typically it's some ratio against my the value of my business, right? Yes, typically, you know, what most people think or, you know, the the common tr uh, common knowledge of the situation is that it's based on the strength of your balance sheet solely, you know, essentially your current assets. So that would be your cash and your accounts receivables, you know, including retention, subtracting by any current liabilities. So any payables due to uh, due in that year. And that's typically what most clients um, believe is their bonding capacity is solely based on. Uh, which ends up not being, you know, totally true. It's certainly some truth in that, but there are additional factors um, that can help you increase just past, um, you know, again, that working capital formula. And and typically what? It's a 10 to 20 multiple against that working capital number, correct? Exactly. Yeah. Just for ease of use, <clears throat> if you ever want to have a ballpark idea um, how much bonding capacity you would qualify it for as a contractor. Again, you would take your current assets, so those cash and receivables, and subtract those current liabilities, and that gives you that working capital number. And, and as you just mentioned, Alex, anywhere between 10 to 20 times that working capital number is typically how much you would qualify for in total uh, bonding capacity. And what we're going to talk about today are the three things that kind of move the needle in that 20, 10 to 20 range are easy things you can do, 
cost you very little or no money and can uh, allow you to bond more and therefore do more work. So let's talk about the first of the three things. What, what is that, Jonathan? Absolutely. So the first and what I would consider maybe the most important out of the three things we're going to discuss today is increasing and or maximizing your cash flow. And what I mean by that specifically, I have two good examples of, you know, clients that I've handled um, who've had great success with this and in turn seen the surety, you know, maximize their bonding capacity. So go more towards that 20 times uh, your working capital number, as you were discussing earlier. And, and those two examples and things that are I've seen very achievable are, number one, getting a bank line of credit. Um, you know, as a construction company with banks, um, thankfully at the moment, we're still in a relatively um, decent lending uh, market where I've seen most of my clients, you know, as long as they uh, have their financials in place, decent internal reporting, um, have been able to secure, you know, bank lines of credit and use that to their advantage. Um, and then secondly, and this is, I believe, a post-pandemic, um, you know, newer tool to some of my contractors is that the Small Business Administration, the SBA, um, is actually offering a 30-year loan, I believe, at a 4% fixed rate. So relatively cheap capital for, you know, what could be an abundance uh, of cash flow injection into your company. And so if you think about it or as a surety would think about it, let's just say, for example, you qualified for $100,000, you know, SBA loan over those 30 years. Well, on your balance sheet, you know, you'll be injected with the $100,000 of cash. But conversely, you'll only have that current liability of the 30 year loan on there. So it really helps bolster your financial statement greatly um, and really increases that cash flow which in turn allows the surety to say, okay, you know, they're much healthier. God forbid something happens, you know, that rainy day fund, um, so to say, or if a problem arises, you know, they're much more confident that you have the ability, um, you know, to kind of take care of that issue rather than, you know, trying to figure out, um, you know, where, where to get the cash to either pay for material increases, you know, obviously as we've seen over the last 18 months or so, um, or, you know, to pay sub suppliers and vendors, if you as a trade contractor or GC, you know, haven't been paid by the owner in that scenario. Yeah, I think uh, um, the surety wants to know that if push comes to shove, you have some access to cash that will allow them to feel comfortable that you will be able to overcome the situation, right? That's why having a bank line of credit that you even never touch is important, correct? Absolutely. And that's, you know, to be honest, would be their preference. Um, you know, they love seeing a bank line that my contractors or clients have, you know, that is untouched. Um, you know, it's always great to, it's a rainy day fund essentially, or that's how they would look at it. You know, something great to have uh, when you don't need, but obviously very difficult to try to get when you do need. Um, so having that rainy day fund in the event, anything comes up is, you know, puts the underwriters minds at ease and therefore allows them to be more aggressive for you um, by providing you more bonding capacity. Because, again, it essentially lowers their risk profile uh, showing when you have more ability to, you know, cash flow your projects. And so, yeah, you were spot on um, with that example. All right. So let's talk, that's number one. Uh, number two, what's the second way? easy way for folks to increase their bonding capacity. Yeah. So the, the second one can be a little tricky for some, 
Um, but it's essentially being able to produce credible and accurate internal reporting with regards to your financials, uh, WIPs, job projections, et cetera. And, and the reason this is important is because in the surety business or underwriters, typically they'll require a contractor to get one CPA prepared financial statement at year end. Um, so depending on the size of the contractor, they may look for you to get a comp, what's called a compilation, uh, potentially a reviewed financial statement, or if you're a large enough contractor or need a significant amount of bonding capacity, they may even uh, require you to get an audit. But what ends up happening is, you know, that, so that is for, let's say, for example, December 31st of 2022. Um, so in the next month, two months, we would expect our clients to start getting us those financial statements. Um, but let's fast forward to, say, September of this year, you know, so eight months in the future here. Well, if my client needs a very large bond in eight months time and all we have is the December 31st, um, you know, financial information from this past year, the surety is going to struggle um, to approve a very large bond because the only information they have is eight to nine months old. And as we all know, Alex, I'm sure you specifically more than others uh, know that things can change in an instant, um, especially in the construction industry due to, you know, no fault of your own a lot of the times, but due to a specific project, sp a specific owner, even a project engineer on the job, you know, can make a job difficult. Um, and so the ability to provide the insurance company with a mid-year update. So typically we see our clients are able to produce something through whether they have more sophisticated accounting software through Foundation or Sage, or even if they utilize QuickBooks, um, the ability to produce a June 30th statement or a September 30th statement, things of that nature, a balance sheet, profit and loss statement, uh, work in process so the surety can see how your current jobs are doing. Um, the more you're able to produce accurate internal information, that gives the surety more confidence that essentially you have your internal books in order, um, you have your housekeeping in order, and that just shows a level of sophistication um, that furthers their confidence in you as a contractor and willing to provide you with much more bonding capacity, you know, throughout the year, um, you know, not just at the end of the year financial statement. You know, what's interesting is that um, people perceive, I think incorrectly, that bonding is this very mathematical analysis. We're going to look at your working capital. We're going to give you this much. And it's, it's very sterile. When in fact, there's a lot of human factor in, that goes into the relationship between a contractor and their agent like you, the relationship between the agent and the underwriter that can cause an underwriter to give a bond or extend credit well beyond what the numbers would, would suggest and having your shit together uh, so that when you need to produce these records, uh, these internal uh, documents, the surety feels comfortable. Yeah, we're bonding a company that uh, knows what they're doing. I'm guessing it also makes your life easier because then you can go out on a limb for your customer, your client, and say, no, no, you really should do this. My client, XYZ contractor, he really knows what he's doing. Look, he pushes three buttons and we've gotten all these great internal reports. You really should have faith in him, right? 
Absolutely. It, it does make the world of difference. And I've, you know, personally seen um, in, in multiple instances with various clients that I've handled, you know, the once they have, for example, when the underwriter would say, you know, hey, do they have a June 30th um, balance sheet and profit and loss or do can they produce a current whip? And if that client is able to turn that around, relatively speaking, um, as you mentioned, essentially make having their books internally in order, the underwriter moving forward will be willing to be much more aggressive because they understand that, you know, not like all contractors, um, you know, that the ability to keep everything internally in-house says something about you as the owner of the company, adds a level of sophistication to the company and the insurance company, you know, who are generally risk adverse, you know, that shows them that you're keeping, you know, um, a pulse, you know, a, a tab on the pulse essentially of your company. And I can't say that's every contractor I've handled. So it almost sets you apart, you know, from your competition and allows the insurance company and that underwriter, you know, to get comfortable that if for whatever reason or any time they needed additional information, they have that confidence that you as the client can produce it for myself and them. Um, you know, they're going to be willing to go that extra mile for you. Um, because again, it's, you know, vital in our industry to have an accurate, you know, projection of how things look. And, you know, in today's market with, again, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, material increases, you know, project cost escalations everywhere, you know, to ensure that the company is still healthy um, throughout these volatile periods is extremely important. So, yeah, being able to produce that internal information quickly. Um, you know, will further that trust with the underwriter um, and allow them again to go back to their bosses and say, hey, you know, everything we've asked for, they've been able to produce in a timely manner. And due to that, they may take those extra risks and push the limits, you know, as far as possible. All right. So let's talk about the third of the three easy steps, right? So we talked about getting a line of credit, getting a loan to increase cash flow, uh, working capital. Um, two, um, tighten up your internal reporting so that you can easily and credibly produce uh, mid-year reports. What's the last item on your list of, of things to increase your bonding capacity? And I think this is number three is the easiest of, of them to achieve, but also maybe the most important. And that's surrounding yourself with a great team. And when I say team in, in this instance, you know, as a contractor, um, or like anything in life, the, the better the team you have around you, almost always the more successful you become. And so from what I've seen and experienced, um, you know, in the industry in eight years, my clients who surrounded themselves with a great construction-focused CPA, a construction-focused attorney, and a construction-focused, you know, insurance and bonding agency um, typically end up being the most successful. And one analogy I like to use when either speaking with clients or in some of my speaking engagements um, is if you were, God forbid, uh, let's say, for example, I had a heart attack today, later today, um, and I'm rushed to the hospital. You know, I would certainly hope I would be taking a cardiologist instead of a pediatrician. Now, they're both doctors. You know, they're both obviously extremely smart and, and well-trained, um, but one is, you know, specifically focused um, in a type of medicine, 
um, that what I would need a, in a heart attack situation while as opposed to, you know, obviously a kid's doctor. And so the exact same thing comes with construction. You know, there are accountants who focus, you know, in many different fields, but obviously construction being such a nuanced field, having so many intricacies that really can, you know, make a big difference in a balance sheet and in your tax returns um, with regards to depreciation and amortization. Um, and so really having a, a CPA, an attorney, um, your insurance folks that specialize in the construction industry specifically can make all the difference in the world. So while your cousin is a CPA <clears throat> and they were able to help you maybe launch your construction business to the extent you really want to excel and grow the business, your cousin who may be a CPA for a law firm, a barber shop, a, a pastry shop, a, you know, a restaurant and a construction company, you really need to switch and say, okay, you've been great. Thank you very much. But I need to get someone who spends the vast majority of their time dealing in the construction industry. And, and I agree with you. It's, it's those four folks. It's uh, a bonding agent like yourself focuses nothing uh, focuses only on construction, a construction CPA, a construction board certified attorney, and a insurance agent that focuses on construction. I see the same thing. Our most successful clients are the ones that have spent the time and effort looking for those folks that are professionals in the industry because it makes a difference. They have a uh, their thumb on the pulse of what's happening in the market. They understand how things are changing. They understand who, you know, who the players are. Um, and especially with bonding, I'm, I'm guessing you see this with um, whether it's uh, reviewed or audited financials, I'm guessing a surety who gets an audited financial from a CPA that they know really well and trust, a construction CPA, is probably going to be able to trust that document more than from a CPA who they've never heard of ever, right? Absolutely. So there's obviously a number, you know, many of the CPAs here in the state of Florida that are known, you know, that specialize in construction that are known by the major sureties. And you're, you're absolutely spot on from the standpoint that if the underwriters or the surety, you know, receives that financial statement from a well-known CPA in the industry, it, it adds that little bit of credence, you know, it'll allow them to push that little bit farther with regards to providing bonding, uh, bonding capacity, because they know, you know, over years of history with those CPAs, that the numbers have always been accurate. They've always been, uh, you know, honest and upfront and that they can really trust those numbers. Um, and so you're absolutely correct. And even, you know, yourself, Alex, as a construction attorney, you know, unfortunately, just the nature of the business, you know, some of my clients, you know, have run into trouble, like almost everyone eventually. It's it's almost a not not one, uh, not if but when scenario in, in our industry. Um, but even having a, CP, uh, a construction attorney who's board certified, who's well known in the industry, you know, if a claim does arise, instead of the surety maybe wanting to, you know, pump the brakes, you know, essentially limiting your bonding capacity or, you know, uh, pull back from providing bonding at all, you know, until that claim is finally resolved, 
which again, as we both know, can sometimes take months. Sometimes litigation obviously can take years. If they see, you know, a, an attorney like yourself um, or a few others in the in the industry here in Florida, you know, if they see somebody that's well respected that they know has a wonderful track record, you know, they'll almost say, okay, we know Alex, you know, is on the case essentially. He's going to do a great job for the client. We feel comfortable. Um, that he's being that our client is being represented, you know, extremely well. And so because of that, we'll continue to provide bonding support even during this ongoing litigation. Um, so, yeah, both a CPA, um, an attorney and, of course, insurance, you know, it's a, not just bonding, but in uh, regular insurance, you know, what I would call regular traditional insurance, general liability, workman's comp, things of that nature. You know, that, that market is so volatile with regards to rules changing, things of that nature, um, that, you know, having somebody thoroughly, thoroughly entrenched that knows everything, that knows how to protect you um, as a client is huge. Um, because, you know, unfortunately, a, a funny example, you know, I've, I've had a client as a roofer, um, and this is dating, you know, years past, who wasn't insured. Uh, you know, for apartment buildings that he was, you know, constantly working on, um, you know, didn't have it in his policy, which, you know, just something like that, which can obviously almost derail a company. Um, so having those but, professionals, but I'm, but I'm sure, I'm sure he got a, an amazing rate on the policy. <laughs> that that I could guarantee. I, I would, I would certainly hope so. Um, at that point, but yeah, just goes back to surrounding yourself with that great team, um, who's all focused in the same industry and niche that you are. Um, and again, you know, like anything in life, the better the team you surround yourself with, typically the more successful you can become. So we've talked about three really easy ways, low cost or no cost ways to um, increase your bonding capacity. All great tips. Jonathan, if people wanted to get a hold of you, what's the best way to do it? Uh, you can reach me at my email, which is Jonathan at alter a l t e r surety.com and or you can reach me on my cell phone my number is 954-736-7643 perfect jonathan we'll put all that information in the show notes everybody thanks for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode of the lean zone podcast thanks for listening again make sure to check out our free tools contractdetective.com will scan your contract and send you an email with the results. We also have the Calc U Lean, and that's a free tool that will mail to you that will help you calculate the 45-day notice to owner and 90-day claim of lien. We also have the Make Me Conditional stamp. You can get that at makemeconditional.com. It's a stamp that you can stamp on any release, and it will make an any unconditional release conditional on you getting paid. And finally, check out our monthly live and live streamed events at miamiconstructionforum.com. Thanks again.